Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Paul the Apostle, in Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse 2, says, Share each other's troubles and problems, and so obey our Lord's command. If anyone thinks he's too great to stoop to this, while he's fooling himself, he's really a nobody. Let everyone be sure that he's doing his very best, for then he will have the personal satisfaction of work well done, and won't need to compare himself with someone else. Verse 5, each of us must bear some faults and burdens of his own, for none of us is perfect. Galatians 6, verses 2 through 5, again, Paul is emphasizing that this issue of grace is not operated, well, we could say, in a bubble. Christ love is a verb, though I think we often want to relegate it to a position of being only a noun. It is a fact that Christ's love requires movement and action. To bear, quote-unquote, in the biblical sense, it means more than just to put up with. And the King James says, bear one another's burdens. I think we fail to realize how often God meets our needs through other Christians. Those who have a just me and Jesus idea of the Christian life, well, They have a very skewed view of how Jesus effectively meets people's needs. Now to do this, well, to do any of the instructions in Galatians, we must be both in love with Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit, and we must have these things first. Love for those around us will naturally follow these things. Other-centeredness? Other-centeredness is a fruit of the Spirit. However, indeed, self-centeredness, well, that's a fruit of the flesh. Clearly, this is a stark indicator of just who and what we are. We are often quick to evoke the language of a, quote, personal relationship with Jesus Christ, end quote. And we tend to believe that the only thing that matters is, well, me and Jesus. You know, me with Jesus. But the fact is... The whole of the Bible teaches unity and community. Repeatedly, we are reminded that we're not to try to operate as an island. The fact is today, your life and my life does affect others as well as it affects ourselves. I promise you, alone, you're going to fall. Now, that doesn't mean that we are to meddle in every aspect of other people's lives. Well, that's just plainly cultic. And we're not to carry each other's lives gang, it says we are to carry each other's burdens. When we support people and behaviors that are, uh, in fact, due to their laziness or their hard heart or their stubbornness, you need to know that that's not love. Actually, that's enabling. Those issues, well, those are weights, Paul calls them, weights which need to be let go of. Now, we need to tell those folks to suck it up and live with the consequences. We are to help carry our brothers and sisters' burdens, not their weights. The original language behind this word burden, it means, quote, a crushing issue that is outside of one's control 
and effect, end quote. Now in that issue, I will do, I must do, all that I can to help. But again, I will not be helping you carry your weights. Sometimes you need to step it up and be a real man or be a godly woman and fix that thing that's broken in your life. That dead uh, man, that old life that you keep dragging around. You need to decide what kind of life you want to live. That goes back to the first verse of this chapter. Some people will leave a church and then throw back the accusation of unloving. (laughs) Inevitably, that idea comes from the fact that he or she wanted to live in continual sin situation. And when that fellowship wouldn't be lovingly supportive of their sin, well, then they left in anger. You didn't help me. You didn't carry me. You didn't love me. The world says we need to be tolerant of all lifestyles and views. The Bible, however, does not say that. And when we attempt to run the kingdom of God on worldly standards, we will become at least powerless, well, and at worst, even blasphemous. When a real burden comes, we need to gather around that soul and love them with action. Many people will often argue as to just what is a burden and what is a weight. But again, that usually stems from a lack of understanding of just what real godly love is. The greater church today is often confused godly love with earthly love. And if you do not understand how God love works, inevitably you're going to try to love in the church the way the world loves. However, that has been proven repeatedly that it doesn't work. And we are not called to love that way as Christians. We are often try to love people in their sin and instead of telling them just to knock it off as instructed back in verse 1. Certainly, I will admit this is not a popular ministerial plan. Few are willing to hear this direction and act accordingly. And I know this directive is not an easy thing to be part of, but a believer in the Bible, all of it, can at times be, it can be difficult. There will always be those who will not stomach the scriptures as they are written and will attempt to snack through it, kind of treat it like a buffet line, eating what they want and rejecting the rest. They want nice words. And they want to feel good. But they don't want to follow God's path in his peace. Ultimately, these folks will finally one day just walk away, just as people walked away from Jesus when he taught the same. A good and godly shepherd will never pat you on the head and tell you that you're okay when you're not. Some folks will actually come to a church because they want someone to tell them the truth in a world of lies and make believe. Amen. They want God's plan. All of it. There will be those who want to be part of a community where their life is shared, the good and the smelly stuff too, and where they have brothers and sisters around them to bless them uh, with their gifting and Christ-style love. There are those who don't want to be a part of a community that believes otherwise. These are the ones we are to reach out for. And lastly, verse 3 reminds us of an important fact. Quote, For if a man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. End quote. Look, in the history of man, we have proven again and again that there is no greater sin danger than that of pride. 
we just seem to forever have a tendency to lift ourselves up on a pedestal, to believe we don't need anyone else. So Paul is warning us here about this tendency, just as he does back in Romans 12, 3. He said there, For I say, through the grace that was given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think reasonably, as God has apportioned to each person a measure of faith. Now he goes on to drive home this community body life aspect. And he does all of this in the next verse uh, of that same Romans passage we just shared. He reminds us that we have many members in one body. Look, before I close it up today, I'll say this. I've met a lot of spiritual little boys over the years that I've been in the ministry. You know, those guys who don't think they need to be part of a fellowship. They, They don't need accountability or body life. In reality, they're just spiritual children. And they will remain that way until they acknowledge that such is self-deception and is anti-Christ. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com. 